so much. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. <laughs> Praise God, resurrection. You do that so well. And I'm happy to be a part of the praise going up in this place today. Thank you, Gospel Ensemble, as you come and take your seats. Thank you for the wonderful music through the years, not just today. They are an awesome bunch. And they have grown a lot, improved a lot. And I'm just grateful to Cassandra. Thank you for your leadership. There she is. All right. Wonderful. Amen. Give her a hand. Ah. But you know what? I also want to commend you as a congregation for continuing to stand for Christ and for God's all-inclusive love through this time of transition as you have been waiting for your new pastor. That has been your history, and you've stayed true to yourself and to your highest calling so that indeed every round, like the old spiritual says, goes higher and higher. Y'all just keep moving from one level or degree of grace to the next. God is good, and you are so wonderful to be faithful in God's presence. You continue to not only stand, but to walk tall into your next season. I told the other uh, at earlier service, next time I come back, I'm going to have to sing that song that says, walk into your season. You've been tried and going through a lot, but you got a new season coming, and you're going to walk right into it. And I want to thank God for you and for all that God holds in store for you. I'm grateful that I've had a chance to be a part of your past and that you continue to invite me into your present. I'm more than delighted to be in this house today and to be with you. I bring you greetings from your sisters and brothers at First Metropolitan Community Church of Atlanta, where our pastor is Reverend Paul Gratz. And I bring you a very warm greetings from my partner, Minister Adrian Bowie, who's serving as a clergy in candidate uh, in formation at First MCC. And uh, they have me listed on their website as a church evangelist. So I get to come out and <laughs> sing and speak and pray and teach at other places besides First MCC. We've been blessed to travel to places like Chattanooga and Knoxville, Tennessee, and Augusta, Georgia, and Athens, Georgia, and Birmingham once or twice, and uh, not yet to Montgomery, but that's our little region. They used to call it a cluster. Now it's kind of a networking area, but we're glad to be a part of all of that. Most of all, I bring you greetings in the name and the spirit of our loving and living Savior, Jesus Christ, who daily gives us the victory over every challenge that life can throw at us. Amen? Let me take this moment not only to thank God for being here and to thank God for all of you, but also to thank your staff, your pastors, your board, all the officials of this church, all the ministry leaders for allowing me to be with you one more time. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for your powerful presence, so real and so evident in this place. We ask that as we listen for a word from you, that you will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be truly acceptable to you. And may our praise be a sweet fragrance that blesses and pleases you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Hallelujah. And amen. Uh, just as I get so excited to be here, I get a little dry in the throat, but I'm going to keep drinking water so I can keep drinking water so I can keep sharing with you. Sorry. 
I don't know about you, but I love the healing stories of Jesus in the scripture. And I especially love this uh, healing story about the ten lepers. It's kind of old hat for us. We've heard it a gazillion times if you've grown up in church. The ten lepers that were healed and only one returned to give thanks. And you probably heard a lot of Thanksgiving messages about just this passage. But as I think about uh, this story of the ten lepers, I wish we could know more about them. You know, just simple things like who they were and where they were from and if any of them were female. I wonder. You may not think about that, but I do. I wonder how long each of them had been sick. You know, how, how long they'd had this dreaded disease. I wish we could know something about their families and how they were raised and something about their faith or religious uh, traditions and background heritage. I know the scripture says that there were 10 men, but hey, a lot of times people say men when they really mean men and women or people, you know, especially in English and I think especially in America. Some other languages may do better about the pronouns and all that, I don't know. But we know that one of these lepers, one of these men was a Samaritan. But I wonder, does that mean that he was the only Samaritan in the gang or band of lepers? Uh, were the others all Jews? Or maybe some of them were Greeks or Christians or some, from some other place. And who knows? It might have been half and half men and women. We don't have a clue. But, you know, as we wonder about these things, there are some things we can know. We can never know these facts because they're just not given in the scripture. But we know that they were all lepers. And that as such, they shared the common stigma of their disease. They had to live under the same oppressive uh, restrictions. Because leprosy was considered a contagious disease, lepers had to, to live in isolation, away from their families and friends, and really away from the general population of healthy people. They were shunned and ostracized, and often people believed that their illness was some kind of punishment from God. That's what I call adding insult to injury. Therefore, many of them believed that lepers were somehow unworthy of God's grace and help. So you see, nobody in that story or in Jesus' day and time when he was telling this story, nobody would have expected these lepers to be approaching Jesus that was a no-no and they wouldn't even be expected to be out in public much less actually searching for Jesus and coming toward him as the scripture says they were you have to wonder what made these 10 lepers brave enough to leave their larger colony of lepers and journey off in search of Jesus what gave them the boldness to reach out to Christ? How did they even know about Jesus' healing powers? Don't you wonder who told them that Jesus was a healer? Uh, in their isolation, maybe they heard something, or overheard something, or maybe just saw him in a far distance. We don't know how they came to know it, but somehow they knew enough about Jesus to seek him out and to ask for his help. We can never really know how it came to be, but what we do know is that they came together despite their differences as Jews and Samaritans and whatever else might have been mixed in that tin. 
their common condition and their desperate hope caused them to collaborate to find a solution. They had to agree on certain things in order to act in unison. They sought out and they found Jesus together. They cried out aloud together with one voice. They headed out to show themselves to the priest together. Oh, that we could come together in our community despite our cultural and racial differences and stand as one against the forces of oppression and exclusion that are all around us, especially in the church today. We need to lift our voices and to cry out aloud for the people to stop all the hateful speech, to stop all the bullying in schools and even in the workplace and all the harassment that leads to violence and suicide against same gender loving people and LGBTQ youngsters. Oh, that we could cry out aloud for marriage equality in every state in America and cry out so that all Americans could serve openly and freely in this country's uh, armed forces. That would be great if we could just come together enough to make these things happen. We could learn something from these lepers about creating and celebrating unity even within our diversity. For together they found Jesus open and responsive. Together, Jesus heard their cries and granted them mercy and healing. Together, Jesus held them accountable as he told them what was required of them, that they had to go and show themselves to the priest. God is good and faithful and kind, but we always still have to do our part. These lepers had to do their part. Just think how they would have lost out if they had been rigid and stiff and listened to all that negative inner talk that we sometimes do that would have made them say, mm-mm, we can't go to the priest, we got leprosy. Mm-mm, they gonna stone us. Mm-mm, we gonna get killed. No, something bad will happen. We can't go. You know, they didn't do that. Thanks be to God. They listened to what Jesus said. And in simple childlike faith, they trusted, well, if Jesus told us to go, we about ought to go head on. Maybe things are going to work out all right. And they did. They did their part. They were obedient, and they started on their journey. And the scripture says, as they went, they were healed. But what happened next is the secret to getting more. More than just enough. More than just a healing. More than what you even asked for. Because that's the way God is. You know, he wants to bless us more than what we can even imagine or think to ask. Isn't that what the scripture says? One person, one of these men, set himself apart from the group by doing something different. Something critical and something natural. He must have felt, you know, really just so excited and so grateful in his heart that he pondered like the psalmist said, what shall I render to God for this tremendous mercy and grace and blessing? What can I render to God? I can imagine if he knew this song, he would have sung it much like Vanessa Bell Armstrong sings it. What 
shall I render oh, unto God for all these blessings? Ooh, what shall I render? Oh, Lord. Tell me what shall I give? And then in his heart he said, well, all I can render, yes, is my body and my soul. That's all I can render. Oh, yes. Mm, that's all that I can give. That's what God wants. Our heart, our soul, our mind, our body, our spirit. All that we are and have to be given. That's the only thing that's worthy. That enough to give. Big enough to give. You Giving your money ain't enough. We ought to do that. Don't misunderstand me, but it ain't enough. <laughs> God wants more than your money because the, the rest of this song I didn't sing at all. It says God has everything, and everything belongs to God. So God don't need your little bit. It's a blessing for you to give what God asks for, that tithe and the tenth, and then you're blessed more. You get the more by giving the more, and that's what this leper experienced. The one Samaritan now cleansed, former leper offered himself as a living sacrifice to God in the form of his living thanks and praise, laying his body flat on the ground, prostrate at the feet of Jesus. What would that be like for us, for you and me, even in this place today for this very moment? This short time that we are together considering this story and the experience of these lepers and this one Samaritan, a foreigner as he was called. What would it be like for us to in this moment totally and absolutely surrender ourselves, our mind, our heart, our thoughts to the presence and power and will of God in this place right now? What would happen if we just for even a few seconds, let go of all of our inhibitions and fully gave over ourselves to God. You might feel like this new songwriter that's come out recently and he, he said it's such a simple praise, it ain't no big to do, he said, but as he thought about the goodness of God in his own life, all he could say was this, I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away, yes, Lord. I give myself away so you 
Can you use me? You know this. I give myself away. It's easy. Join in if you believe it. If you really want to offer yourself to God right now. I give myself away so you can use me. Here I am. Here I stand. Lord, my life is in your hand. God, I'm longing to see your desires revealed in me. Sing it with me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give you my heart and soul. I give myself away so you can use me. Take my heart, take my life. As a living sacrifice, all my dreams and all my plans, God, I place them in your hand. I give my life away. Oh, I give my life to you, Lord. I give my life away so you can use me. I give my life away. I give myself to you, Jesus. I give myself away so you can use me. To you I belong. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself away, oh, to you I belong, to you, Lord, I belong, oh, I give myself, I give myself to you, I give myself away, let your heart sing to the Lord, I give myself away. So you can use one more time. I give myself away. Oh, I give you all that I am, Lord. I give myself away. So you can use me. Thank you, Lord. That's a wonderful meditation you can use anytime you get the feeling down or distant from God or out of sync with God. Just renew that commitment to give your heart. When we offer ourselves as a living thanks, we begin to experience God's living promises. In our epistle reading for this morning, we find a cluster of axioms or teachings on our basic truths about giving and generosity that we can link to divine promises that become for us living promises from God. Sermon titles don't always make sense. Sometimes I hate to even put them down, but this one I think kind of worked. Living thanks, that's who we are and what we offer. And we begin to experience then God's living promises. 
In the context of collecting a love offering for the saints, the believers in Jerusalem, who were undergoing some very hard times, difficult economic challenges, Paul tells the church at Corinth that those who sow sparingly will reap sparingly. But the good news is that the reverse is also true. Those who, reap, who sow bountifully will also reap bountifully. In other words, every farmer reaps a crop that is in direct proportion to the seeds sown. This scripture tells us and tells the people in Corinth that they should decide in their own minds what they are going to give in this free will offering. This is beyond the tithe and the pledges that they've already made, but this is extra. But decide in your heart what you're going to give and give it with joy and thanksgiving. Nobody is making you, he says. You're not compelled. No, this is not mandatory. This is voluntary, he says. And so give out of joy and gratitude because God loves a cheerful giver. That is, God will take delight in a cheerful giver and welcome and embrace a cheerful giver. Then Paul states this promise. God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance. He explains that this means that uh, you don't get just enough to get by, just enough for your needs, but you get enough to spare, enough to share, enough that's way over the limit so you can give to the poor. Then Paul goes on to explain that the one who supplies seed for the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply. Ain't that a good news? Supply and multiply. You know how multiplying it gets bigger faster than just adding. But will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and will multiply the promise that will increase the harvest of your righteousness. That simply means that as you are faithful in giving, you will be able to see the fruits of your labor. Your sowing will produce increased results. As you sow seeds of compassion and acceptance, guess what? You will reap a harvest of justice and peace in the here and now. Justice and peace in the relationships within our community and among communities. When you sow seeds of gratitude and joy and love and kindness. You reap a harvest of a more gentle and tolerant society for all of us to live in. Finally, Paul says, you will be enriched in every way and your generosity will produce thanksgiving to God. Ain't that good news? Not just once or twice, but a lot of thanksgiving. It says it will overflow with many thanksgivings to God. The simple truth is this, as we are generous to God and the things of God, God's faithful blessings will inspire more and more thanksgiving from our heart. Out of the clear blue, you might find yourself wanting to just praise the Lord, just sing praises to God, just saying thank you, just out of the clear blue, because you remember how good God is to you. There's a little song, there's enough of us in here, if you've heard it on the radio and you like it and you want to sing it sometime, today is your chance. Um, I'm hoping that after I leave, choirs are going to learn it and you're all going to be singing it a lot. But the song is so simple and it simply says, I just want to praise you forever, 
and ever, and ever, for all that you've done for me. Ooh, blessing and honor and glory, well, they all belong to you. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. Well, I just want to praise you forever and ever and ever for all that you've done for me. Blessing and glory and honor well they all belong to you thank you jesus for blessing me we're gonna take it up maybe more if you can sing a little higher oh i wanna praise you uh-huh forever and ever and ever for all that you've done for me oh i thank you lord blessing and glory and honor well they all belong to you thank you jesus for blessing me go up again if we can oh yeah i want to praise you forever come on sing it with me and ever don't you want to praise god and ever for all that you've done for me blessing glory and honor blessing and glory and honor well they all they all belong to you thank you jesus thank you jesus for blessing me come on it's your last chance oh yeah just want to praise you praise the lord forever and ever praise the lord and ever oh for all for all everything you've done you've done for me everything you've done for me blessing blessing and glory and honor honor oh they all they all belong to you thank you jesus for blessing me blessing and glory and honor here we go right now blessing and glory and honor they all belong they all belong to you thank you jesus for blessing me blessing and glory here we go blessing and glory and honor yeah yeah they all belong to you thank you jesus thank you jesus for blessing me thank you jesus for blessing me oh i thank you jesus for blessing me for blessing me hallelujah thank you lord thank you for blessing me. Amen. Amen.